You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 129, with Natalie Ard. Today we're talking about educating your kids through fun, the way it should be. And my favorite holiday, Christmas. I'm so excited! Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. And today we are talking with Natalie Ard, and I'm talking about educating and educating through fun. And she's got a really cool way to educate kids on the true importance of Christmas. And I got to tell you, (laughs) Christmas is by far my favorite holiday. Now I know tomorrow is Halloween, and Many of you absolutely love Halloween. I like it. I can take it or leave it. You know, it's kind of cool, I guess, going around begging for candy and stuff like that. (laughs) I'm being kind of mean about it. But the fact of the matter is, um, you know, I do dig Halloween. I think it's kind of fun to dress up. I personally enjoy dressing up. I really, really enjoy dressing up and going to parties and hanging out and having that kind of fun as well. But today... It just so happens that we're having this conversation about educating our families and our kids about the true meaning of Christmas. And this is really important to me this time of year, but maybe not for the reason that you're thinking. The holidays in general and Christmas time is a very, very hard time for many people for many different reasons. Significant emotional events have occurred during the holidays, and the holidays just have a lot to do and bring something out in people to where it brings a lot of people closer, of course, and I believe that's one of the main, one of the true meanings of the holidays, from Thanksgiving on through to Christmas and everything else involved about it, starting anew with the new year. I do include that in the holiday season of course. But it's very, very hard for some of you and I totally get that. And part of the reason why, quite frankly, is because too many people put too much stress on themselves to keep up with the social norms of the holidays. And I'm specifically referring to the gift giving and the need to spend, you know, hundreds, even thousands of dollars to show your love and to show that you care about your family and whatnot. And then you end up paying for it the rest of the year and you just feel guilty about the whole thing. This obligation to keep up with the social norms and all the marketing and purchasing, it really causes serious problems in our society. I mean, think about it. There's no mistake why there's so many more suicides during the holiday season than the rest of the year. Because a lot of it has to do with guilt. A lot of it has to do with people thinking that they didn't do enough for their family. And much of it, not all of it, much of it leads back to purchasing power. It leads back to how much did you purchase? How much did you buy for somebody? I can't give to my kids. I can't have Christmas. And I'm using air quotes. I can't have Christmas because I can't buy gifts and whatnot. That's not what it's about, man. And for some of you, I may be having this conversation a little bit early. 
Just a second ago, I said that tomorrow is Halloween. Well, the fact of the matter is this actually is going to post on Halloween. So today is Halloween. I'm not going to go back and fix that. You're going to hear that like it is in its raw form. But it's not too early to have this conversation. It's never too early to have this conversation. It's important for you to realize as we go into the holiday season that who you are and your love and the time that you give to your family is what they need. They don't need the latest toy, the latest gift. They don't need that kind of stuff. All right. Get that into your head now. Give the gifts that you can afford, that you can pay cash for, and it doesn't have to be over the top. More importantly, give of yourself and your time. That's what they truly want. Now, if you are in a position to help others, help others. If you're in a position to give other gifts, give other gifts, but give the gifts that truly matter. And keep an eye out for your friends and family. Keep an eye out for those who you know cannot afford certain gifts and ensure that you let them know it is okay that they do not have to purchase gifts for all of your kids and their kids and your nieces and nephews and all this other kind of stuff. Some of you have huge families and many of your Adult family members feel obligated to purchase your kids' gifts. Let them know it's okay that they don't have to do that. Okay? Do that up front. Be a man about it. And tell them this. Don't let them go into debt. Don't let them feel guilted into purchasing stuff for your family, whether you do stuff for them or not. Be creative about this. We're going to continue to have this conversation up to and through the holidays. Because it's very important that you get this. Look, I've lost too many of my friends. I've lost my grandfather. I lost my uncle that I never got to meet. My grandfather or my uncle I never met because of suicide. I've got friends. I, I, was, I was introduced to suicide when I was in grade school. When I was in sixth grade, a girl that was in my class committed suicide on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, throughout my life, I've dealt with suicide. Throughout my military career, I've dealt with suicide. And it's very close to me. Don't let that be as close to you if it already is. Don't let it happen again. Reach out. Let people know. Okay, I don't mean to be a downer about this, but this is a serious conversation that we really have to have with each other. Have that conversation. And as you know, many others are seeking this conversation as well, whether you know it or not. So be abundant in your life today and make sure you share Men of Abundance, this podcast, and the website menofabundance.com with as many people as you can. Share it in an email, share it in person, share it on social media. Do it however you feel comfortable doing it. But just know when you share Men of Abundance, you're sharing a very strong message that people need to hear. And I assure you, they will thank you for it. If somebody else referred you to Men of Abundance, make sure you pick up the phone and call them or go talk to them in person and thank them for introducing you to Men of Abundance. And I personally thank you as well. So let me introduce you to Natalie real quick. Natalie Ard helps break down the big subject of life and faith for kids through fun games, books, and toys. She's an entrepreneur, a small business owner, creator of books, and games for children. She's an author and illustrator, and she's a believer. She's also a wife and mother to three. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Natalie Ard. Natalie, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Wally. My pleasure. Where are you at in the world? I am in the San Francisco Bay Area. 
I've been talking to a lot of people from San Francisco recently, and just in fact, one of the one of my mentees, um, he just moved from Dallas. He sold everything and just moved to um, San Francisco. He's literally living right behind the LinkedIn headquarters, which is kind of oh outside, out, a little bit outside San Francisco, right? Yes, yeah, I'm on the outside too. I'm I'm a little bit east of Oakland is where I is where I where I live. Nice. It's a beautiful place. It really is. Yeah, I have been there. It's been many many years. I was a little boy at the time, but um, I've heard so many amazing things about it. So, and before we get too much into the show, one I do want to start with an attitude of gratitude. But even before we do that, I want to give some love to Interview Valet because I've had three calls today. Two of oh. the three are introductions from interview valet and they're just the most amazing people because they send me they know exactly who i want to talk to they yeah. they connect me with you and and they do all the work and then they what they do for you is they they push out they do all the you know they talk to you about how to be on a podcast if you don't already know yes they coach you they do all the graphics they do all the social media sharing and all this crazy stuff that yes. most people just don't understand so listen guys if any of you out there are influencers you have a book a nonprofit, you have any kind of a message that you want to get out to the world the best way to do that in today's day and age is to be on a podcast like mine or any of the other 300,000 podcasts that are out there the cool thing is Interview Valet knows many of those podcasters and they know how to connect you with them. Yes. So you need to go into menofabundance.com into the show notes. Click on the link for Interview Valet. Get in touch with Tom Schwab or Karen or any of the other team members over there and just you know get an interview with them and see if you're right for the show. Because as I understand it, they don't select just anybody. They That's put you through an interview correct. process. They do. You're right. And you know what? And on my end, too, they help with so much of the organization and um, really helping prepare you. So they, they are just, I can't say enough amazing things about them. Yeah, and I love it, too, because when they introduce me to somebody, I say, I tell Karen or Kara or anybody over there, yeah, go ahead and set it up. And they <laughs> put them on my scheduler and they do all this stuff yes. for for them. And it just makes it so much easier for me. And if there happens to be a cancellation, we fix that. They fix that too, or between me and the uh, and the guest. It's just an amazing service, and they're just they're just such great people. I can't say enough about them. Yes, I agree, one hundred percent agree. <laughs> awesome. So now let's get back to you. And what I would really love to have here right now is your attitude. We I start out every show with an attitude of gratitude. I'd love to hear what you're grateful for today you know today i am super grateful for my family we just um we just got back la late last night from a trip to chicago most i grew up in in the midwest so a lot of my family is in the chicago area and you know they i, I think being an entrepreneur and having a supportive family is I, I can't even put it into words how grateful that makes me because with the role I have, with the work that I do, without their support, I would really wouldn't be able to do any of it. And when you're feeling a little on the lower side and, you know, maybe struggling a little bit, they're the ones that really encourage you and, and remind you how proud they are. So I am very grateful for my family right now. That's amazing. Amazing. And I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So before we got started here, you know, we talked a little bit about what you're doing professionally, and I really love it. I can't wait oh, to get thanks. into that. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. And I'm looking forward to getting into that and sharing that with everybody else. Mm -hmm. But we'd like to hear a little bit more about you and who you are and kind of what makes Natalie tick and what made you get into what you're doing now. 
Okay, so I am a wife to Dave. I'm a mom of three. So I have three kids. Their um, ages are six, almost nine, and 11. Um, live in the Bay Area. And I guess what makes me tick, what, what's kind of funny is I, I consider myself now an accidental entrepreneur because I didn't even realize that that would be something that would make me tick. Um, but having having my own business has definitely been very fulfilling and very driving for me. Uh, I love to be outside. I love to be creative. I think I'm really a kid at heart, um, which are all great qualities to have for what I do. Um, grew up in the Midwest and I'm also very influenced on really at every aspect of my life by my faith. So that's, that's, uh, I guess a little bit about me and, uh, I just, I love to have fun. I love to have fun. I love to think of creative things and I really enjoy spending time with my family. I'm a little bit of a homebody when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how I talk to some people and they're so outgoing and they're doing so many amazing things in the community, but what really energizes them and, and kind of helps them re-energize, so to speak, is just to be at home and be with family, oh. and, and that's what really does it for them, and I love that. Oh, the best the best night for me is, is like watching a movie with the whole family, snuggled up on the couch with a whole bunch of blankets and pizza. So that's that's definitely how I reset and, and, uh, and just rest is with those little ones right by my side. Yep, and that does it for me too. And it makes sense that you like to have fun because that's part of what you do. I mean, with yeah. um, Star From Afar Kids, you're creating toys and games. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that because yes. I just I always have these conversations about education. And I once, many years ago, I talked to this first grade teacher who had been a first grade teacher. She was retired. She did it for so many years. Mm -hmm. And she was watching my little guy who was about one or two at the time running around just having a blast. And she told me, she said, you know... You know, make sure he's always doing that because that's where they learn the most by playing those games and just um, learning from each other. Apps, and you know, and they they learn by hands-on activities. You oh, know, you I, could yeah, definitely can attest to that for me and my boys. <laughs> yeah, you could you could tell a child over and over again. So my my product, the Star from Afar, it's all about. Um, helping kids remember Christmas, like the true meaning of Christmas. And you could tell them the Christmas story over and over and over again. But once they, once it becomes a game and something that they play with, it's just, it makes such a different impression on them. Um, so, and, and kids just want, it's so simple. They just want to have fun and they can have fun in the easiest of ways. So what I had created in, in it's, because I'm a mom that I guess I stumbled into this entrepreneur thing is as a parent around the holidays, you, I think it's, we always try to create these lasting memories or traditions for our kids. And, and so I wanted something for my kids that had more to do than receiving gifts or have I been naughty or nice and, but that really helped them understand why we had Christmas to begin with. Mm -hmm. So that's that was my my driving force, I guess, of of um, why the star from afar was created. It's interesting you say that because we are coming upon the holiday season again and Christmas and Thanksgiving and all these wonderful things and they're just such feel good things. And then the marketing starts coming out and all this stuff. And I feel that adults need to go back, not because of the marketing issue, but just of all the comments around it and the, the, the need for purchasing and all this other stuff. They really need to go back to and realize what Christmas 
really is for. So Mm -hmm. does it reach out to them? Does it speak to the adults as well and the parents? Yes, I think so. Um, It it just takes the shift and the focus off of the gift giving Mm -hmm. and more of doing things as a family. So like there's these different elf traditions out there families can participate in, but it's supposed to be a magical, a magical elf. Well, this is different. It's the same hide and seek concept, except for a wooden star is hidden at night. The three wise men follow the star around the home. So you're telling that story. Um, but it, you get to just take the pressure off of the gifts and mom and dad get to play with the kids. And now it's an experience that the whole family is doing together, which I think, you know, Christmas is obviously about the birth of Jesus, but it's, it's about just, you know, loving on people and cherishing your family and that it's not about the, maybe the gifts that you receive, but maybe focus more on the gifts that you give to others. There's so many great family values and things that you can pull out of Christmas time that doesn't just have to be about my list of toys that I want and did I get them or not? And, oh, I didn't get that one. So maybe I was naughty this year. Um, There's just, it's such a great time to create memories for kids that, that have something to do with more than the gift giving aspect of Christmas. Right. And every time you have a conversation with one of your peers or friends or something like that, or even when I hear these conversations about Christmas time and all this, you very seldom hear the stories about that train that I got or that specific toy. It's more about the experiences Mm -hmm. and the traditions and, you know, probably the family fights sometimes too. Oh, there's they come up, you know, but that's part of it. Yeah, it's always, it's always funny years later, right? Yeah, exactly. But it's always the experiences, uh, good, better, and different, that really comes out in the end. Yes. Oh, and that's, that's what kids remember, were the, the things that had action, um, that created a fun little memory for them. And, and that's what I was trying to do for my kids. So before this was ever even a product that was sold in retail stores, it was just what our we did with our kids. Mm-hmm. And it was a fun little hide and seek thing. And I would hope that, you know, that, that they will, it will always hold a, a fun little memory in their heart. So that's really cool. So we're talking about all these fun things and wonderful things and just happy experiences, but I'm going to bring the tone down just a little bit as it often yeah. ends up at this point. We're going to get into that kick in the gut moment, and this is yeah. where we kind of talk about, you know, those things that probably didn't go as planned, that didn't go as well, and sometimes yeah. they were quite very significant emotional events in our life. And I think they're important because it's important to point out that we all have these moments in life. And it's really what we do afterwards. And some people even go as far as taking that kick in the gut moment, turning their mess into a message. But Mm -hmm. I would like for you to share one of those kick in the gut moments with us and really make us feel it. Yes. So I as I mentioned, I feel like this whole entrepreneur thing was definitely accidental. Um, I was just a mom with an idea and I thought, oh, hey, I could do something with this. And so I I always thought that it would turn into more of a side gig, <laughs> like a little fun side job. I loved being a stay-at-home mom. I loved um, the time I got to spend with my kids and helping in their school. And so I just thought this would be a little something extra, something for me. Well, I started in 2014 and about one full year in, um, so I had one year of selling at Christmas time in 2014. I got extremely overwhelmed. Um, 
really question if I should even be moving forward with this or not. Because now what I thought was a side job had really started to consume all my time. And I wasn't prepared for a full-time job. I was having an extremely hard time transitioning where I felt like I was failing at being a wife, failing at being a mom, and not, you know, putting all this work into my business and not even meeting, I guess, where I thought I should be at that either. So it was a very hard transition time for me and I was burnt out because I had no idea how much work being an entrepreneur is. I had, I mean, you eat, sleep, breathe that business in order to make it thrive and grow. And and I started to think maybe I wasn't quite cut out for it, that it, it wasn't for me because I didn't know if I could handle it. And I happened to be away right around, this was about probably spanned over a good month that I was feeling this way, kind of hitting a lot of ups and downs. Um, I had just started doing trade shows. So I, now I'm traveling and I'm away from my family, which just, I, mm. I felt a lot of guilt as a mom. And uh, I went to a women's conference for a weekend with about, I think it was like four or five other women and had the opportunity to see a mom-daughter pair speak. And they were talking about the mom. She was actually out in ministry, but about what how that impacted her daughter, that the mom also had this feeling of a little bit of guilt and being away, but just that did the opposite effect for her children. Her children got to see her living out her passion, um, being excited about something and and them watching their mom be out there working hard at something she loved. And I just took that message for me, like what, you know, what I'm, what my kids are watching right now, what mommy's building, what mommy loves to do, what mommy's taking her talents and using. No one can ever teach my children that in a school setting. Um, No one can, they can never learn that in a book, but they're getting to watch their mom build something from nothing and be passionate about it. So it was just, it was a kick in the gut moment, but it was also, it definitely, after I realized what was happening in it, it was, is okay for me to be a stay at home mom and to also have this job that the two worlds combined were probably going to be a very positive effect on my kids. It just, the transition was hard and I just had to work through it. Well, on top of that, as far as I can tell, you were adding value to other families as well by introducing yes. this star from afar and the other products that you Um, we're working on it and the message that you were delivering was definitely making an impact yes and you know kids my kids would every once in a while they'd have a little a little one-liner they'd say to mommy like mommy how many kids are gonna how many kids are gonna um, play star from afar this year or we would we donate a lot of the product too Mm -hmm. um, just to different churches or um, organizations that are donating at christmas time and Mommy, how many um, how many star from afar's are we going to give away today? Because they would often help me pack stuff up in our garage. So, mm. I it just was transition. Transition can be really hard, and I think we probably all work through it a little bit differently. But now, where I am a couple years later, is is I'm proud that my kids get to watch me doing this, and I feel really blessed and lucky that I get to kind of participate in both worlds. I'm here for my kids. I work from home. They still have this feeling that mommy's home with them. But really, I also have this business that just makes me come alive. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. It's a great feeling, too, to be able to mm-hmm. provide for, you know, add value to others and provide for your own family. I just, I really, from a that standpoint, it's just an amazing, I don't know if it's the best feeling in the world, but it ranks up there pretty darn high. Yeah, it does, definitely. Yeah. So what are some good news stories? What are some stories that you've gotten from other families or even from the churches that you've given the Star From Afar to? And um, I'd love to hear mm-hmm. some of those. Um, I, you know, I constantly get emails or messages through social media of just simple thank yous. Thank you for providing a tool that I can teach my grandson the story of Christmas. Thank you for um, creating a gift that I can give to people that reminds them of Mm -hmm. the true story of Christmas. So they're just often little thank yous. And, um, but all those big thank yous, I mean, they... Are all those little thank yous? They they're a big thank you to me. Like they mean mm. a lot to me. Um, to know that families have been able to use this gift or game or tradition as I have, and that and that they cherish it and and gets their kids to ask about a little bit more detail about Christmas. Um, so those have probably been the good news along the way. And then also just seeing what started out as fa- something fairly small has grown and is now available nationwide in in larger chain stores. So the hard work has paid off and the business has definitely grown year over year, which is which is good news to me to see your hard work pay off. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like seeing your child grow up and move on uh, to college and do their own thing. I mean, it's really yeah. the equivalent to that. And, you put and that hitting much time those into goals it. too, like hitting goals that you set mm-hmm. for yourself and – you know, it may be two, three years to accomplish that goal, but once you get to it, and it's a kind of a reminder to keep going. You're doing the right thing. Mm. You're doing a good job. Keep going. That's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So, Natalie, we're at the part of the show where we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that? Sure, sure. Awesome. So, kind of staying on the theme of, you know, we're coming up on Christmas and stuff. Share with Men of Abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. One to three actionable steps that they can take today. So... I think for anyone, whether you're starting a business, whether you're working for a corporation, whether you're a stay-at-home parent, is that an actionable step is to also make sure you take care of you. And I, I, you know, we can often do a lot of things for others and get lost in taking care of yourself. So, and it's a very, very important part of my routine every single day is I find one piece within my schedule for the day that something has been done to take care of me. And that might be to go on a walk with my dog. That might be go to out or to meet a friend for coffee or lunch. So I think it's very important to work those things into your day and schedule them because, um, you know, you, you've got to, you can work very hard to take care of a business, kids, your spouse, but you have to also give some, give some grace to yourself Um, So that is definitely one thing. Um, And with that, let's see, it's also boundaries. So is, especially if you're in some type of work environment, entrepreneur environment, and setting up boundaries, such as for myself, a boundary that I set every day is I have certain times of the day that are complete, okay, turn off the computer, set the phone aside, and step away for a little bit. And those are usually boundaries to open up my time and myself to my family. So three o'clock every day, everything shuts down because that's when my kids walk in the door from school and I want to be 100% present to them. And we do homework together. 
you know, we take about an hour of, you know, debriefing the day. And then if I have some more work that I need to get back to, then I go back to it. But I make sure that that the boundary is there to make my children feel that they are the most important thing right then. Um, so those are probably my two big ones that I feel like I have survived and excelled in having a small business because I've set those in place. Otherwise, everything can just fall apart if your your home life, your spiritual life, your balance if it's if it's if it's I guess not um, balanced at the moment. So that that helps me feel balanced. Those that's what I would would share with some action steps. Wonderful. I I really like that. So what daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life? And I realize some of what you mentioned Mm -hmm. might be habit forming in some of your habits, but what are some other habits that make a big impact in your life? Um, The habits for me are waking up early. So I, I like to get up when it's still dark outside. And those are, that's my time usually. And that can look different every morning. Sometimes I read, um, sometimes I listen to podcasts. Sometimes um, I'll do an early, early morning workout instead. So that is definitely a habit that I feel is great for setting the tone for my day. Um, a habit that I have too is is a cal- is my calendar. I'm still one of those. I love to have an old paper calendar. I love to write it down and cross things off. Um, and that's my Sunday night routine it is Sunday night. I put together my calendar, I write down, I schedule in those times for myself, um, and then I put everything down for the week so I can visually see it. I'm very visual. So that's my habit is my Sunday, just kind of, okay, what does the week look like? Um, And then on the weekends, like once Sunday about, or sorry, Friday about five o'clock is I just, I try to not do any work at all over the weekend. So it's strictly family time. And though those have been have things that that make me feel like my life isn't totally consumed by the business. Yeah, I love it. Well, you heard the theme that you hear all over and over again, guys, and just heard her say Natalie say multiple times is calendar, calendar, calendar. <laughs> and I don't have a to do list per se. I have kind of big item ticket item things that I need to get done. And they're mm-hmm. on my calendar and those time with family and stuff like that. It's on my calendar. Now, I may make a short little list because there's sub tasks that need to be done within that, like working on my book or working on the podcast or, you know, communicating in the community. There's certain things I might want to do. But ultimately, if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to get done. And mm-hmm. that's just my experience. That's that is exactly how I operate, too. I have to tell my husband that all the time, honey. Tell me to put it on the calendar because if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to get done. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. I, and, and I also, I just love to like, it's a visual for me to look at the week and see where there may be pockets that like, oh, you know what? I, I have been wanting to do this. I should probably fit that right there because it looks like I have a little bit of time and, or, hey, a friend, you know, asks, can we meet for lunch on Friday? And I look at my calendar and I, even though I really, really want to, I notice that I've already worked in some other personal items there that I either have to do it a different day because I, you know, I have to get work done. So I try to like, you can see the balance and sometimes I'll even highlight, like highlight personal things green and highlight work yellow and highlight kid activities pink so that I can see like, whoa, that day looks really out of whack. I should probably, mm-hmm. I should probably switch some things around. 
Yeah, that's another good point. Now, we can go on and on about the calendar and different right. ways to use it and whatnot. But I feel it's important to have that white space. I call it white space on the oh, calendar yeah. to where, one, first off, I want to mention this before I forget it. If something doesn't go right on your calendar, somebody doesn't show up, which I have happened yesterday. In mm-hmm. fact, I had an issue show up where a guest wasn't able to make it and we just readjusted. I had some white space this morning, so I plugged him in for this morning, which mm-hmm. worked out great. But if you have your calendar jam-packed full, one, that's extremely stressful to me and two you need that white space to kind of do nothing for a few Mm -hmm. minutes even if you do put it on your calendar do nothing for the next hour or be spontaneous you know yeah yeah. either one i love both Mm -hmm. i do too i do too so what are you reading or listening to now that you would recommend to our abundant leaders and why oh gosh so i right now i'm doing a lot of i i love podcasts i i think I'm a podcast junkie and one of my (laughs) one of my favorite ones is um how I built this I haven't heard that one no how I built this so fantastic so whether you're an entrepreneur or not just these stories of they're usually very large companies or products that they've kind of where they've started so they, they have all different types of businesses nonprofits. They have, um, you know, children's things. They have women's items. But it's just these, the stories of, the the one I was listening to just yesterday was um, the story of of Alvin and the Chipmunks. And, you know, because that started a long time ago. And the whole story of the man who created it, his son taking over, how they've gone from television shows into kind of, disappeared off the face of the earth to back through these movies. And so they're all stories of building something from nothing. Um, and it's, I believe it's hosted by it's, it's Guy Raz. It's through NPR. It's real. it's really fantastic listening. So that's been one of my favorites lately. And then I bounce around from podcast to podcast because I, I feel like I, as we all do, we all need a lot of encouragement, whether that's from a business standpoint um, just an inspirational standpoint, a faith standpoint. And so I'm, I'm often jumping around, but my go-to lately has been how I built this because I just love the stories. They're so fascinating. Yeah, that's I love that type of show, and that's the type of show that I'll listen to, and I'm not really trying to learn a whole lot, just being entertained. Mm-hmm. Because yes. I, I do that with my podcast habits. It, what I do is I really try to focus on you know, working on a particular thing. I want to get more information about that, then I'll find a podcast mm-hmm. about that. One of my other, it sounds very kind of similar, is um, a podcast that I love to listen to by Mike Rowe. It's called The Way I Heard It. Ooh. Yeah, it's wonderful. First off, you know, who doesn't like Mike Rowe's voice? I mean, he's definitely got the radio voice and my wife yeah. just loves listening to him. But um he uh it's kinda like the old Paul Harvey. Okay. Remember Paul Harvey and that's and, and now you know the rest of the story? It's literally oh, yes. based off the same thing, but he just changed it up and he mentions that as well. But it's the way I heard it. And it's those type those same type of stories and written and and delivered basically the same way. You leads up to uh, you try to figure out who he's talking about or what he's talking about, and it's really neat. It's very entertaining See, and educational so too. Good. Yes, and another good one is um, Radio Lab. I've heard of that one, and that's just more like mm-hmm. stories, just on all all different types of things. But I always feel, I always feel a little smarter when I'm done listening to them. <laughs> you know, like they're things they're just like great facts, and um, I you know it's it's important for us to all be entertained too. So I Agreed. love. 
I love the podcasts that just entertain me and where I can kind of think about something totally. Some of these are very bizarre, but they're mm-hmm. just so interesting. So those are my favorites right now. I love it. Yeah, me too. I love it. So many, so many things to choose from. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance, Natalie? Um, you know, I think what holds people back the most is probably fear, um, fear of the unknown, fear of putting themselves out there, fear of failure. Uh, it can, and fear can look a little bit different for all of us. Um, and it's okay. And I think it's okay to have fear, but, but when it holds you back from living your life abundantly, that, that there, I feel like we each have gifts that are meant to be shared with others or skills that are meant to be used in some way. So if you just take little steps to get past maybe whatever you're afraid of, I feel like we each, we each have something to offer, offer others. I agree 100%. What what are some of those steps you would recommend that might be able to get people past their fear? Um, all of mine, how I operate all the time is, um, is small, very small strategic steps. So it depends on where you're coming from. But if, it, if you're coming from maybe thinking of starting a business or thinking of growing your business, is setting small goals. They don't have to be, okay, By I, I want to be in... 5,000 stores within two years. You know, you start with the first 10 and you make goals that you know are reachable if you work hard. And um, so right now for me, my my small goal is, it, well, it may not small sound small to others, but my, my goal is I've been working on a couple products, a couple new products for my business. And I would like to have at least one ready to show at the two January, 2018 gift shows that start to kick off. Mm. Um, it, but, and it's, so it's something that if I, if I work hard, I can, I can reach that goal. It's not, it's not, um, a goal that's just gonna, I'm going to have to break my back to get to. So I think you, you look at where you're at and it's just something that propels you forward. Any, any goal that just keeps you moving in the direction that you're, that you're wanting to head. Yeah, it's those small wins. It really is those small wins. Oh, Thanks for, for sure. sharing that. But you know, those small wins. Everybody's looking for motivation and they're looking for confidence. But you got the cart before the horse. If I'm saying that correctly, I'm dyslexic and I get stuff backwards all the time. But the the point that I'm trying to make is that you can't have confidence and motivation before you start getting those small wins. It's those small right. wins that give you confidence that, you know what, maybe I can do this. And then it mm-hmm. motivates you to do it again. Do that same thing, that yes. very same thing again. And then after a while, you start scaling it up just a little bit. And mm-hmm. you you talk to five people that might might be able to help you get your product out there, your book out there, whatever it is. Right. you know. And, and it's those tiny, tiny, small little wins, tiny wins consistently and that really get you, you move, moving you're forward. You're right. And even more than just the wins sometimes is usually in that journey of the the small win you're trying to get to, you've learned some new skill or you've learned something along the way to take with you as you go to that next win you Mm -hmm. prepare for. So if you jump too far too fast, then you can set yourself up for failure. But with these small goals, it's just, it's, it's a great way to move yourself in, into the larger goal that maybe you've been dreaming of. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We could talk about that all day long. Yeah. <laughs> so what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Natalie? Um, you know what? Living a life of abundance to me, I think really just means giving it my all to share what I have. Um, I feel like I've been gifted with um, a creative brain. I feel like I've been gifted with um, a really, a really hard work ethic. And I, if I put those together and I work hard, I feel like I have, I can create things to share with families. So living abundantly for me is just, is to keep coming up with stuff, keep creating tools for, for families to give their kids so that their kids aren't just playing, but they're playing with meaning behind it and a purpose behind it. So creating toys that help build a kid's character, creating toys that um, help instill family values. That's, I, I, I think for me, it's just to keep creating. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And I do like that. Something about, like we were talking about earlier, creating and giving value and then benefiting off of that, seeing that grow into what you imagined it would or even beyond or sometimes taking a completely different direction like Men of Abundance has for me. It's just an amazing feeling to go through that whole process. Yes, I agree. So what did we not talk about today that you'd like to make sure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation? Yes. Well, I actually have a fun little, I have a fun little freebie on our website for you. So if you go to starfromafar.com forward slash abundance, um, for any of your listeners that may have kiddos or grandkiddos in their life, um, there is a free downloadable, it's a 10 page coloring PDF. It's a, um, a printable that you can have at home that has just some fun little coloring sheets to, to have for the kids at, at Christmas time. Um, some have to do with the Star From Afar product and some are just, you know, about fun Christmas songs. And um, so that's our gift to you right now. And then come check us out on at our website, starfromafar.com. Uh, we're also, you can, we're very active on social media. So um, you can find us on Facebook at, um, at the Star Kids Company and Instagram at Star Kids Company. So come connect with us. We'd love to hear from any of you. If you ever have any questions, um, we'd love to connect. Absolutely wonderful. We'll have all of that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com forward slash, hold on, let me find it for you here because I have it. Menofabundance.com forward slash 129. And um, I just can't wait to get a hold of that myself. And I look forward to hearing the feedback from our conversation. Great. Well, thank you. Excellent. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I love what you're doing, and I want to check out what you got going on. So I'm going to go over there myself and check that out. And uh, like I said, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and live a life of abundance. Yes, you too. Thank you so much for having me on to chat today. My pleasure. Aloha. Aloha. All right, man, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you did, make sure you share it with others. Others are looking for these conversations and this message. So make sure you share this message of abundance with others and make sure you pay attention to your loved ones, friends, family, colleagues. Everyone who is around you in your life is your responsibility. Look after them just like you would want somebody else to look after you. You know when somebody's acting different. Bring it up. Don't be afraid to have that conversation. And if you're in those shoes, make sure you have a conversation with the people in your life. Contrary to popular stupid beliefs, reaching out for help and sharing your feelings are characters of a real man. Now, 
Go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.